0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Go Help Yourself. No, I already hate it.
1: I don't. Go help yourself. This is a comedy self help podcast to make life suck less.
0: To make life suck less, uh, I am your host Misty Stinned, and on the screen across from me, looking as radiant as ever, is your other co-host Lisa Linky. I, um, I love you. I love you. It's funny. It's a weird intro because this is this is a sort of a bonus episode. So typically. We uh, read and review a popular self-help book each yeah. week, and we give you the highs and lows about it. And we do minisodes with supplemental content, and we cover all things self-help. But Lisa and I wanted to take a moment <laughs> in the madness of the world, so so and and check in on how our journey of self-help is going in the middle of a global pandemic. How are we applying? Thank you. I know it's ridiculous when we say it. I can't believe I just said that
1: sentence. No, it was perfect. And I'm just laughing because only we would be like, this is an
0: episode. This is an episode. Well, you know, Lisa and I, uh, I think this is like our hundred and... Forty fifth episode, something like this. that, that we've That's aired. I mean, God, God help all of you. And we've learned a lot. We have a lot of tools if in anyone our is fanny for this
1: right now. It's us.
0: <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe. So let so, me say so, this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say for a little bit of context, right now the the date we're recording this on is April 11th. Yeah. We live in Los Angeles, California in the United States, and so we have been under a safer at home order, you know, self-isolating. Some people call it quarantine or lockdown, but we have been all staying in our homes as much as possible, um only going out for really essential things for the last Four weeks.
1: No, officially, it started on March 20th.
0: Oh, well, I started self isolating. Yes, on so a lot on, of us have started Friday, that. March 14th. Yeah.
1: But it officially yeah. started at midnight on March 20th. So we're actually on yeah. week, week three. <laughs>
0: Nope, I've been inside for four weeks, and that's how my mental state is. And uh, I'm broadcasting this in the deep, dark depths of my closet. I just need uh, you guys to know that I can't see Missy's face.
1: She's just dark with her gorgeous Polaroid sweatshirt on. And I am poorly backlit and lit from above. And, um, <laughs> and Zoe is right next to me panting heavily. So if you hear that, I apologize. But I'm just going to talk about how I'm doing, which is poorly. I'm doing very poorly in that... I I've never been more grateful to live alone and to be single and to not have kids. So yeah. for those of you who are living with a partner or living with a roommate or living with children and having to work and homeschool, I applaud you. I give you so many blessings. <laughs> I send you so much love and energy and light. And yes. I tell you that I could not be more grateful. And at the same time I'm really finding myself um, heavy with grief. There's just a lot of grief Mm. around this pandemic. My favorite post from um, Counselor Kate on Instagram, she just really talked about the symptoms of grief and they are what I'm experiencing, which is like just a lot of um, loss of energy, a lot of um, foggy brain and confusion.
0: quarantine Um, brain is a real
1: thing pandemic brain it is for sure pandemic brain and then you know i feel oversensitive i'm hypersensitive to all of my physical senses so like a lot of times Mm -hmm. i just want to crawl out of my skin i am yearning for contact with other people but like when i the first week getting on zoom game nights was a real fun but like this last week i got on one and it I found it very difficult to stay in it. Um, And I wanted to exit it constantly. Um, And I was also grateful to be with people. You know, for me, a lot of of what people are talking about is like the weight they're going to gain during quarantine and how they're going to fit in their clothes. And not only am I just dealing with the fat bias that's coming out of that and the fat phobia, but also, Mm -hmm. you know... Being a strategy brain like you, um, Mm -hmm. I am finding myself really weighed down by the tertiary things that are happening. I have a friend whose father-in-law had a stroke and is passing away slowly Mm. and they can't visit him because the hospital doesn't allow visitors because it's in New York and that's the the epicenter in our country. I have a friend whose husband had to leave the hospital because it was no longer safe for him and he had advanced cancer and he recently passed away they can't have a funeral so like I'm mm-hmm. I I and he was a former writing teacher of mine and was very important kind of in my writing career or oh, not even I don't have a career but do you know what I mean like it just in the, the yeah. formulation of who I am as a writer and I am an actor and my entire industry yours too Misty is kind of shut down yeah. right now um and completely shut down yeah I, I don't know how I'm going to work. Everything is... I know a lot of people are in that same boat. Um, and so it's very, very scary. Uh, I live far from my family. If they get sick, I can't go see them. Uh, it took a long time convincing my mom to stay in. So th- she's finally on that train. But my Grammy is 108 and a half. Her nursing yeah. home was running out of masks. My friend Nancy was nice enough to, to sew 50 masks. <laughs> Your friend Nancy's I mean,
0: amazing.
1: I just, I just, I know. I am, I am constantly overwhelmed and stressed. And I feel like I need a big cry, like you and I talk about, but I can't, I can't yeah. do it because one of the side effects of grief is numbness. So I'm just kind yeah. of existing in this very narrow bandwidth. Um, yeah. And I have trouble concentrating. So I sit on my phone, I play video games on my phone, I watch TV, mm-hmm. I. I spend a lot of time on TikTok. That's me. So I'm not. I'm, but I'm safe and I'm happy. I'm safe and I'm healthy, and I'm happy to yeah. be those things. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. How are you?
0: Thanks for thanks for sharing that, Lise. And I, you know, something I actually was talking to my therapist with today. I'm still meeting with my therapist virtually. Thank God for technology. Mm-hmm. Is she? She was saying, you know, there's. She said people really underestimate or judge the freeze reaction, right? There's fight, flight, and freeze. Uh And it gets a bad rap, but it allows us to escape some of the most stressful situations. And she said, what if it's okay for freeze to be there right now? What if it's okay that your mind lets itself float away? and thank god that's something that's happening you know just sort of reframing because we're the we're the first generation to have feelings about our feelings yeah and there's there's some good advice out there that's like just stop at the first feeling if you feel numb look at that there's a reason and yeah. it's okay and let's just all sit in it um i have i've really been struggling <laughs> yeah for me, something that has been surprisingly hard is uh, 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 some context is that I am still able to work remotely from home. Mm-hmm. And like a ton of people, I am on the edge of my seat to see how long my job lasts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know how long my company will last. You know, I, I just don't know. But for right now, it's still going. And I am actually finding it really hard Without the delineation of like driving home or leaving the office to feel okay or be able to set work aside. I've also been on um, some extraordinary deadlines, sort of all of my personal and professional projects hit at the same time, and I've been somehow busier than ever just in my apartment do it like writing in a new script with my writing partner and editing from home on the docu series i'm working on and we've got the podcast where we read a book every single week yeah. um and then my roommate moved out in the middle of this global pandemic yeah, and girl, let me tell you yeah to and while i have compassion for her feeling like she needed to move back home and go to florida and i've got a lot of compassion for that it has been this terrifying thing to go oh i am responsible for the rent of an entire los angeles apartment and if you if you don't know what apartments in los angeles cost two thousand dollars a month for a two-bedroom is on the cheap end four thousand dollars a month is probably on the more expensive end depending on the area but you're looking at between two and four thousand dollars a month yeah um for rent you know and that's that's scary to suddenly be responsible for that enormous number um yeah. and and it's 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 been hard trying to find somebody who wants to move in and hard to wrap myself around what kind of health risk am i exposing myself to if i let someone move in who's not taking it seriously or if they've been exposed so that's some logistical some logistical stuff um some things that have helped me with uh is taking social media breaks because I feel like my mind for the first two weeks was pulled in a hundred different directions. So I had a group chat with two different group chats with family, a supportive, you know, huge group chat with friends. Then I've got the people I'm personally keeping up with like you. um, And then the news and then Instagram. And my mind just could never focus for the first two weeks. So something I did is I changed my text tone to uh, be a less invasive. It was like a ding before and now it's just like a, you know, just mm-hmm. something a little less invasive, which actually helped a lot. I, I put my phone in do not disturb while mm-hmm. I'm working and just let my family know I will get back to them at the end of the day. That's really helped. Taking breaks from reading news has really helped because I just basically went, okay, my personal situation, my family is safe for now. Mm -hmm. And for the next three days, I know that we all just need to stay in and wash our hands. And that's what's Mm -hmm. most important. And I'm going to take a break because I really was starting to get panicked. Like panicked. I have felt more physically vulnerable personally in this epidemic than I ever have in my life. And uh, my mother is immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. my aunt who's like a second mother to me is severely immunocompromised yeah. like yeah. literally medically has no immune system and yeah. it was already scary in the healthy world for her to be there you know nana is 85 and like your mom she was like i'm no i'm going to go out to get milk and stuff and i'm like no like we're mm-hmm. going to teach you how to get your groceries delivered etc um when i think about uh, look i'm really scared I'm really scared. I'm really nervous. Uh, This has never happened before. It's that acronym NUTS from the self-driven child. It's it's novel. It's unexpected. We never could have predicted this. It's a threat to the ego and our literal lives, and we have no sense of control and no way to really control it. And it is having all the tools that I have and being able to pick up the phone. I mean, like you and I have both called each other and cried at each other. Like sometimes I just call you so that someone is watching me cry because somehow that helps. Completing the stress cycle, like Emily Nagoski talks about in her book, Come As You Are, has been so important. So basically when we go into fight or flight because we read a scary news report or we hear closer and closer people to us getting sick or even passing away. And I have had, you know, one of my friend's parents passed away from COVID and it's getting closer and closer. It's really scary. And it's important for our immune systems and our nervous systems and our mental health to complete the stress cycle. And that could be Dancing, laughing, crying, running, yoga, a good chat with a friend. If you're quarantined with someone, a hug longer than 20 seconds. It could be an orgasm. Whatever that looks like, helping your body to complete the stress cycle is so important. And to explain how that's looked for me... I find that I have to, my my most effective way of completing my stress cycle is bawling my eyes out, like yeah. ugly, heaving sobs. I had five yeah. cries, five cries in five days. And then yesterday I took a virtual yoga class and sobbed the entire time. But the next day yeah. I felt much more calm.
1: I, I'm having trouble completing the stress cycle, and I'm trying to just be okay with that. Like it is just what it is. I can't force myself to do it, you know. Um, and it, mm-hmm. it's it's okay. It's okay. Like because you know this is it.
0: It'll come when it comes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, Misty, I just you're in say, you're in the stress cycle. Yeah,
1: I think you're doing a really great job of trying a lot of different things to complete the stress cycle. I feel like you're, you're reaching out. I feel like you're, um, setting boundaries like, and I feel like you're keeping it moving, which I find is, is great. Um, and I just want to say, I think no matter how you're feeling, I think you're doing a great job in this pandemic.
0: Thank you, Elise. And you too. I mean, you you did an Instagram Live a couple weeks ago at like 11, and you just went on and you were like, I'm having a tough day. And like seven or eight other people logged on, and we ended up playing this really fun, ridiculous game of would you rather? And by the end of the call, we had all sort of laughed and cried, and it, it felt so good. And you and I have both... I think it's important to talk about how we're setting boundaries because people know that we are home all the time. People maybe expect us to be available all the time. And we're all having to practice really uncomfortable things like saying, like not letting every single FaceTime call go on for an hour, Yeah, you know, and, and I've checked in on you and you've checked in on me and there have been times where we've both gone, Hey, I'm not up for talking. Yeah. I'm not up for talking yeah. right now. Goodbye. I so can't. it's, yeah. I haven't, uh, the thing that continues to really perplex me about this virus and what's happening to the world is no singular thing that I can point to in the history that I know has turned so many things on its head. Yeah. So just to name a few. Just to name a few, the entire mental health conversation is changing because we're all understanding that we need support and experiencing what true anxiety is. Conversations about grief are changing and coming to the forefront because we are all grieving loss of expectations, normalcy, family members, physical contact, jobs, whatever that looks like. We are all now going, oh my God, teachers need to be paid $150,000 a year. (laughs) It's true. <laughs> it's true. Because everyone's like, I can't do this, and and we're yeah. understanding the value around that. We are all going. Okay, who are we when we slow down and are stripped of the external things that we think make up our identity? We suddenly are have have increased unemployment benefits like crazy, which is yeah. a a tiptoe into the world of of. A universal income, yeah. you know, like there, I have never ever experienced something, you know, suddenly we're finding ways to house the homeless like we haven't before. And everything that everybody said we couldn't do, like fix global warming or clean the air in Los Angeles, Los Angeles has the cleanest air in the world right now. And we used to have a, 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 big shadow of smog like i've never seen anything turn so many conversations that we thought were unsolvable on their fucking head and i'm just putting it out there as food for thought you know yeah so but i I think i love you too and i i think the hardest thing for me is not knowing how long this is going to last.
1: Well, that's, we're all in trauma. The two things that make up a trauma are that we have no control over it and we don't know when it will end. So we're, yeah. we're all, literally all of us are in trauma. And, I think my own personal trauma is exacerbated because I'm my family is so German, it's Prussian on my dad's side. Like <laughs> I am that efficient, and I like to know what the fuck is going on, yeah. and I cannot get clear direction. I'm very grateful that I live in California and I have a governor who is really taking action and took action early. And I am grateful yeah. that my family lives in Illinois. Um, I have family in Indiana uh, where it's less so, but you know, I have, and I have family in New York where it's more so as well, but they're also the epicenter. Like, it's just, I yeah. feel really hogtied and frustrated and, and sad and scared and hurt and angry and confused. And I keep thinking about the 2016 election and I have a lot of, there's so much grief and sadness coming up. And I have had this headache right behind my left ear for oh. three weeks. 3 weeks straight
0: and it oh, won't yeah.
1: go away. But my friend Carrie taught me this. Um it's from a guy who does trauma psychotherapy. Whenever you have pain in your body, if you put your hand on it or talk to it, she said talk to it like you would talk to your dogs like ask it what what like why it hurts. Why are you hurting? Mm. What's going on? And if it, if you hear anything, that's okay. If you don't, that's okay. But she's like talk to it like you would talk to a toddler or like I would talk to my dogs and just say, "You know what? We're mm. okay." we're safe. We're safe mm. where we are right now. We're going to be okay. It's okay to feel the way you're feeling. It was really beautiful. I'm going to see if I can read it because she sent it to me on I Instagram after she saw
0: me talking about having a headache for so long. Um, I'm sorry that you're going through that. I know. It really I, was and, such a bummer. <laughs> I know. And and listen, my little sister lives in Brooklyn and she's yeah. right there in the epicenter. And yeah. you know, you and I don't, typically get too political on the podcast. I yeah. mean, we we have hinted at our views and we'll say a few things here and there, but we don't get political, but everybody remember how this situation was handled. Yeah. by the president or more specifically not handled. Yeah. 10 weeks of saying it's just like a bad flu. Ignore it, you know, not whereas it's it's been left up to states to decide what to do, the president could have prevented so much spread. The president let maintenance contracts on ventilators lapse in 2018. And it's part of the reason we're in this situation. So we have to have something that's really scared me is the complete lack of leadership. The only reason, the only reason that anybody's doing even remotely successful is because of a local leadership local government and in our case our governor Gavin Newsom Which, who's amazing senses, but like has actually made me feel better about a lot of things but if you don't live in a
1: state where that's happening i'm sorry yeah
0: well i'm from florida and the sorry. fucking governor did not close the beaches but the mayor of miami closed what he could and he got covid you know what i mean so it's it's like they're not working in unison so yeah.
1: Um, here's let me just I, this is the message from Carrie. It's based on the work of an MD named Dr. Sarno, S-A-R-N-O, who devoted his mm. life to pain studies. Yeah. She says, get into a quiet meditative spot, put your hand on your head and ask your pain. This is for me specifically, what it's trying to tell you. She says, Really listen. It's okay if it doesn't come immediately or at all. Just sit and listen. And then you can go a deeper level, a level deeper, and ask it what it's really trying to tell you. And then listen and don't judge. Sometimes the answer can be very surprising and seem shallow or out of left field, and that's okay. The primitive part of our brain basically has the logic of a five-year-old. Then listen until it said what it needs to say. And then respond, she says, like you would to your dogs for me with love and compassion and understanding. Tell it you love it and we will always be there for it. She says, I bet if you do this a few times, your headache will go away. And I have to say, I've had to do it a million times, <laughs> but I do feel a sense of like the, the pressure and pain releasing when I do that. Wow. So if you guys wow. are getting... I Not to get all woo-woo on you, but it is based on a doctor and his lifetime studies (sighs) of
0: I also uh, like to find my occipital inputs. You can Google that if you want to know what those are and press on those for about 30 seconds at a time and it really releases some stuff that I didn't even know was there. Um, But the last thing that I really want to share, because I need to say it for myself and for everybody who needs to hear it, Instagram is... The place that is and will always be, and social media in general, uh, that puts us into a comparative mindset. Yeah. People are trying to get in the best shapes of their lives. They're posting these incredible meals that they cooked. They're doing their nails in quarantine. Their family's getting dressed every day, et cetera. And people are going, I'm finally going to write that novel, and I'm finally going to do this, and I'm going to clean out that closet. You don't have to do anything. In a crisis, which is what we are in, and in grief, if you are meeting your basic needs, if you are showering every couple of days and you are eating on a regular basis, it doesn't matter what it is, and you're sleeping a little bit, a lot of us are having a lot of trouble sleeping, you're fucking crushing it. Also, I don't.
1: Say you don't have to brush your teeth or wash your face every day. It's okay. No.
0: It's, it's okay. It's okay. Lit- yeah, absolutely. Whatever feels right to you today. I I had a friend who was in the middle of a run the other day, and she just stopped. And her boyfriend turned around and said, "Are you okay?" And she goes, "I just I don't care." And he goes, "About what? The like is, the music you're listening no, to?" And she I'm goes, not "Okay, <laughs> yeah." She goes, "No, I just don't care about any of it anymore, and I literally cannot go on." And she just sat down in the middle of the sidewalk, in the middle of her run. And you know what? That's great. And some days we're going to be able to get dressed, yeah. and some days we're not, and that is okay. So you don't have to be anything. This time doesn't have to be anything. If you come out of this alive and healthy at the end, you're doing a great job. I love every single one of you
1: who's listening. I love you, Misty. We're your friends. If anybody's giving you shit about doing stuff, I want you to turn them, direct them to this episode. We recorded (laughs) it on April 11, and it stands whether we're in a pandemic or not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And... And I, I really want to hear from all of you. How are you doing? What's yeah. helping? What's not helping? Um, we're go help yourself podcast at gmail.com and we are at go help, help yourself podcast on Instagram. You can direct message us there. You can tag us, put us in your mentions. But for me, um, setting boundaries. Uh, about when I, how long I can talk for or how long I can't talk for with people. Um, meditating for just like 10 minute spurts a few times a day. Yeah. Getting outside once a day and then watching something mindless and funny are all really helping.
1: I'm happy to see your face. I'm glad we're still here. I hope you guys are enjoying our content, even if it's not the pristine quality of Fairfax Village Studios. Yeah. And um, I can't wait till
0: I can record with you in person again. I cannot wait, you guys. We love it's you so much. It's going to be like a luxury. We love it's. Oh my god, just being just being able to be around people and not have fear is going to be the best yeah. thing, yeah, of my life. <laughs> okay, everybody, we love you. Hang in. We're right there with you. We're all in this together. And wash your hands, please. Life, life is, is abundant. Is